Welcome back to another episode of Q&A with Father Jay. I am your co-host, the man on fire, John Saban, and I am joined by my dear priest friend, brother, with the same holy mother, Father Jay Mello. What's up, Father? Hey, buddy. How are you? I am doing well, Father. Doing well. Good to see you. Good to see you again. Likewise. Yeah, and and to be beyond all of our technical difficulties, right? In this work, um, going literally from coast to coast, right? <laughs> trying, trying to connect one another, but also to, to, to speak the word of God. Um, we've run into our share of the, the devil and his minions trying to get in our way, yeah? I was beginning to think that we were going to have to do uh, these podcasts with a, a written letter, you know, to be... <laughs> <laughs> to be read aloud. Yeah. Well, Father, Jay, Father Jay writes to us. <laughs> <laughs> we have our own Dear Abby special going on here. Or or we're going to have to like employ, uh, instead of like homing pigeons, like homing eagles or something to uh, to, to get us to connect. So I'm um, glad that we are finally to work this out. And one of the, the new things we're trying to do is obviously add the video to this. Um, and then also just be we'll be able to post this to our, our Facebook page as well. And onto the the World of Blaze YouTube channel, we'll get all that situated as well. So, Father, let's let's talk about today's topic. You know, um, one of the things that we had discussed previously was you know people reaching out. Um, I think specifically with the men reaching out and asking sure. how do they exercise prudence during this time of um, lockdown, shelter in place, and everything in between. Yeah, I mean, and it really wasn't even as specific as, you know, how do I be prudent in this? Mm. You know, I, I think that's what they were really asking mm. um, without really knowing that that's the virtue that they were looking for or the advice they were looking for. Um, during this time of, of shutdown, of, of chaos in society, with obviously the whole COVID thing, um, all of the, the turmoil in society, all of the, the fighting, the riots, the, the violence, in the midst of us being within 100 days of a presidential election, which is always tense. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of people who just have said to me, Father, what am, what am I to do? What am I to do to be a good Catholic, a good husband, a good father? Mm -hmm. um, and in thinking about it and praying about what to, what to give them as an answer, it does come back to the, to the virtue of prudence, right? Well, you know, one of the, uh, the great cardinal virtues um, because prudence is what guides our decisions. Mm. Prudence is what guides our, our behavior, our interactions. And as a husband, as, as a father, as, as a priest, how do we be prudent in, in these times? So uh, I think it's, it's a virtue that's worth us talking a little bit more about. Mm -hmm. uh, and hopefully maybe for those who are unfamiliar with this as a, a virtue um, and as something that they should be trying to cultivate in their life, this could be very helpful, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, what a great uh, opportunity. And really, it's very timely, as you said, Father, just because of everything that we have going on. Um, a lot of, of the faith out there that we encounter, both in, in ministry, you as a shepherd, um, me with the, the many people, the different walks of life, lives that I have, the just that, that question of, like you said, what, what am I to do? Like, how do I make sense of all of this? Um, you know, when you pay even five minutes of attention to the things of this world, you can tend to find yourself very anxious and very disturbed, right? Your peace is all of a sudden disturbed. And, sure. and the other part of it, too, is if we watch this world around us um, really acting contrary to prudence, 
right? So, you know, you think Absolutely. about the, the concept of, uh, you know, the Third Order Dominican, I think about St. Thomas Aquinas calling it right, right reason and action, right? Yeah. And that, that is just, we're just at a loss in the world today because you see a lot of people having, you know, not even right reason, but what we do see in action is the actual opposite of that. Yeah. And, and if we take out the politics, if we take out the coronavirus, if we take out the riots and all that stuff, mm-hmm. there's still a, an element of society that is trying to lead us down a path of, of not acting prudently, but to act impulsively, mm. right? What gives me immediate gratification? Yeah. What gives me pleasure? What makes me feel good? Um, but when we act prudently, what are we doing? We're saying, what is going to help me achieve my ultimate goals? Mm-hmm. And so that's really where, where prudence begins. What, what is my goal here? Mm-hmm. My, if my goal is to be a, a good Christian, a good Catholic, a, a good husband and father, then my decisions need to reflect that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how do we make prudent decisions? Um, and, you know, the great definition of, of St. Thomas, but St. Augustine mm-hmm. said that, you know, prudence is the knowledge to be able to know the difference between right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there are lots of great analogies that, that we can use um, about this, you know, taking it out of, you know, the big picture scheme of how am I to govern my life with with prudence? Mm -hmm. Like, let's look at just the very basic um, analogy of of our physical health, Mm -hmm. right? Where impulsively my decision, maybe it's not impulsive, maybe it's just ingrained into me because I'm a (laughs) fat kid. Like, I want to have pizza every night. Maybe I'll have a a burger instead, but I don't want to have a salad, right? But as I get older, I realize that, you know, if I have a pizza every night and, you know, if I have a couple of beers or a couple of glass of wine, the next morning, I'm not going to feel great. Mm -hmm. So it may not be prudent for me if I'm trying to live a healthy life um, to eat healthy. You know, so we have to make good decisions Mm -hmm. where my, my belly may be saying pepperoni pizza, bacon, double cheeseburger, you know, the mind is saying salad, grilled chicken, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, but we use that analogy to think our, our life has to be very similar, right? I and mean, how do we interact? How, how do we teach our children? How do, how do we uh, govern our household through the idea of, of prudence? Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, I mean, it's one of those virtues that really sort of guides all of them, right? I mean, even we think, okay, we, I want to be a charitable person. I want to be a generous person. Um, but if me being generous means that I'm going to give my entire paycheck to every person who asks me for financial help, mm-hmm. that might not be very prudent because I have bills. I have kids that I need to, to feed and clothe and, and educate. Um, so you as a father, if you decide to be generous using that virtue of charity mm-hmm. to give away your entire paycheck, what's going to happen when you go home? <laughs> Besides uh, my wife, Nicole, giving me a drop kick. <laughs> <laughs> I will give my paycheck to see that. <laughs> no, right? Because she's going to yeah. say, okay, that's nice of you. That's mm-hmm. kind of you. That's charitable. But it wasn't very prudent yeah. of you, right? Because you have other responsibilities. Um, and yeah. That's a, you know, Father, you bring up a great point out there because um, there's, there's that, is that temptation coming from a good place 
right? Where people want to be generous and they want to be charitable. Um, I think about this in ministry. I mean, think about all of that when you think about ministry burnout, right? Where people are trying to serve God by serving others and then they get themselves caught up in, you know, 15 different ministries and they don't have time for self-care. They don't have time for their own prayer life, which obviously without a prayer life, forget any ministry. It's, it, 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 mm-hmm. it's doomed to fail at that point. And to exercise prudence would be to say, okay, you know, when I say yes to something, I'm also saying no to something else, right? So when I'm saying yes to helping out all these people with my paycheck, I'm saying no to the obligations that I have to provide and support my family, which is my first vocation, right? Or the same thing with ministry, right? So we have to find prudence allows us to, um, and, and I guess real discernment too, when you think about it is, is the choice between two things that are good. I mean, the choice between good and evil is pretty straightforward, right? Um, but food, like you use it, a great example, food is um, a good thing. We need it to eat. Our body speaks to us, tells us, right, when we're hungry. And, and mm-hmm. um, so the choice to eat is always a good choice, but it's what we eat in that choice that sure. where we exercise the prudent aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, a great, you know, maybe practical way of looking at this is, is I'm sure many fathers and mothers deal with this all the time, right? They want to provide well for, for their family. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have our, our whole world turned upside down by people working from home, mm-hmm. people trying to do all they can to not lose their small business or their life savings. And there's so many questions. And, and I know it's people spending a lot of sleepless nights over, I get it. Mm-hmm. But we look at, you know, what is the responsibility of, of a parent, right? I mean, is it to work all the time just to make sure your kids are financially secure. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're neglecting your, your children, you know, it's like, okay, fine. You may, in your mind, think, okay, it's a good thing that I'm working 14 hours a day sitting in front of the computer working from home to secure the well-being of my family. But your son just wants to toss the football. Your daughter just wants to, to color with you. Yeah. And to say, am I being prudent by working all the time? Yeah. And I know a lot of people would say, am I being prudent? Am I making a good decision by neglecting my work to spend time with my kids mm-hmm. and there is no black and white answer everyone needs to cultivate that virtue of prudence for themselves to be able to say okay i, I need to provide for my family but i can't work 14 16 hours a day and neglect the emotional needs of my wife and my children or my husband and my children um it all has to be balanced and, and so prudence I, I think really governs that sense of balance with our time with our resources uh, and really puts things in perspective for us. Yeah, I mean, that is a great, great point, Father. It's something that I often um, speak about both in men's, especially in men's ministry, right? It's, it's in um, the honest truth. Um, as I, 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 I speak to the men, I'll say, you know, it's easier to go and work 14, 16 hours than it is to raise a family, right? Because, yeah. because that takes a complete gift of self. That means you got to sit there and listen um, and exercise patience and understanding and empathy even when you don't want to, I mean, the, the married vocation, much, much like, I mean, I think about the two sacraments of service when I think about holy orders and holy matrimony, right, is the giving of oneself for the sake of the other, right? And I know as speaking to the men in particular, it's, we can, it's easy to hide behind the provider piece of our vocation, um, and the more, which is, Honestly, right, it's just going to be easier to go deal with than it is to go deal with folks that actually are going to, to draw on your, um, your emotion, your, your mental strength, your spiritual strength, um, that being your, your wife or your children. So great, 
practical point. So for the men out there, it's like, you know, you got to really discern between that because our kids and our, our spouse, they don't need landlords. They need fathers. They need husbands. Right. So just putting a roof over and, somebody's head doesn't. I mean, um, there's actual studies that will show um, some of the adverse childhood experiences. This thing called the A study. Um, part of the thing measured is neglect. And that's physical and emotional neglect. And so even uh, even taking that even further, Father, is even if you're physically present, but emotionally absent, right, um, our spouses will struggle from that. Our, our children will struggle from that because now we're just, hey, I just need to I just need to veg out because I've been working all day. Right. So mm -hmm. I'm entitled to this beer and to watch the game and everybody's there starving for your attention. And if we don't give it to them, something will fill that void. And that something sure. or someone we don't want, um, we don't even want to go there. But a lot of people do. Yeah. Because they failed to see what you just said, Father. Yeah. And honestly, it's one of the, the real, if we're just being honest mm -hmm. about it, it's, it's one of the real detrimental parts of this whole shutdown yeah. of, of people not knowing how to deal with their, their emotions mm -hmm. or, or even their needs, right? I mean, as, as a spouse, I mean, you deal with as much more directly than I do as as a priest. I mean, I when I when I signed up for seminary, I knew I was going to live by myself. So yeah. during shutdown, it was kind of like, this is great. You know, I kind of <laughs> have time for all the things I'm going to do. Um, but as spouses, we're used to going to work and you know spending either you know part of your day or a small portion of your day with your spouse. Um, for a lot of people, it was it was difficult. Mm. Um, but one of the the real challenges too is you're right, searching for the emotional fulfillment in very unhealthy ways. Yeah. And, you know, one of the, I think social media is great. Social media has so much potential to do great things, things like this here, uh, to share our faith, to evangelize, to communicate with family or friends who you don't live around. But it is also a very slippery slope towards getting ourselves in trouble, mm -hmm. right? I mean, where people start engaging in conversations um, with, with people because it's, it's, it's amusing, it's appealing. There's no commitment. There's no attachment. You can just end it whenever you want. Mm -hmm. um, but it's so unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And it's um, that, that emotional affair, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. um, and, and just in, in doing spiritual direction, in doing confessions uh, or hearing confessions, it, it's thing that's becoming a real problem in people's lives. Mm -hmm. um, but you think if we were acting virtuously, if we were exercising the virtue of prudence, we'd say, why am I even you know, going down this road. Yeah. Well, because we know it's like we have needs and it's, it's appealing, right? Pepperoni pizza tastes better than a salad does. Yeah. Let's be honest. Every time, right? 10 so times out of 10. Every, every <laughs> time, every single time, um, which is why I'll never have a beach body. <laughs> it's like, give me the pizza. Um, but you think about it, it's like, as, as I'm sure, and when I, when I talk to, to couples, sometimes married life can... You can go through the motions of it, right? Mm -hmm. the, the honeymoon, the, the, the dating phase is over. And, you know, you get bored and you're, you can be sitting on the couch watching a movie, watching TV with your wife or with your husband, but you're on your phone. And you start, you know, getting to these different types of, of games where you have chat rooms or mm -hmm. different social media. And you start talking to random people that you've never met before. And you just sort of, because there's a, that desire on all of us for, for attention, mm -hmm. for our emotional needs to be met. Um, but we have to act prudently and not open ourselves up to to things that are obviously going to lead us down a path that are not going to be good for us. 
Yeah, you bring uh, up that that point again when we think about choosing the, the pizza versus the salad, and I think the just the whole concept of being virtuous in and of itself, right? And and good habits, right? Having that that firm disposition to to know and to choose the good, right? So mm-hmm. when we think about the call, whether it's the vocation of the priesthood or, or religious life, because you're, there's a point of self denial. I think about the reason why you wear black, right? Is that to, you're dying to yourself every single day for the sake of our Lord's bride, which mm-hmm. is all of us, the mystical body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so the same thing goes for us as as married people. So it's my responsibility to, to, I'm the chief servant, protector, and defender of my family. So I've got to die to myself every single day in order to sanctify my wife and my children and to do. So it may not feel good every single day. And I think when we approach each of these calls as vacations rather than vocations that we approach each of them as mm-hmm. something that's strictly emotional right that we're feeling this need because there's a there's a deeper desire there that can only be filled by god and so when we when we lack the reasoning to say hey i'm all of us i'm 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 struggling with loneliness i mean that's a big deal right now right that um mm-hmm. and the sad thing about this too father just a, a little bit of a sidebar there is for those people that can't wait to go back to work because of the estranged relationships within their own home Right. For me personally, thanks be to God. Right. I've been having a blast having, you know, been working from home since the, you know, the later part of March. My kids have been all been home, either going to school from home, uh, working from home as well. My wife as well. She just started going back to work um, physically. So but that all that meant for us is that we actually had every meal together. Right. There was more time together, more discussion together. dealing with the anxieties of the world we did it together right we weren't adding it and i know the that's not the case for everybody and so we have to use this time when we think about prudence we need to well then why is that the case why are we at each other's throats why uh, all of a sudden am i more annoyed irritated by the very presence of my wife or my children or the fact that they actually have a desire to have a relationship with me right and it's it's now these Everything's converging on one another. Your workplace is your home place. The same place you lay down your head is the same place you may be, you know, logging in to do work or school. And we're on top of each other more. Maybe you don't have mm-hmm. the, the physical aspect of a, a big enough home, right? So now you're really mm-hmm. crowding each other's space. And so I, I realize those are all there, but we have to use that as an opportunity to say, well, but why is it a struggle? You know, yeah. where, where are our priorities? Where's God in all of this for us? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and are we? Yeah. Having, we've had a lot of discussions in our in my home to where we're saying, "Look, it's crazy out there." Like you said, everything you described at the beginning of this this episode, you know, uh, you, whether you're looking at the politics, where we look at, you know, the race, the racial issues going on, and everything that's out there. Not to mention, we haven't even touched what's going on inside Holy Mother Church, right? Which is is even uh, more concerning for us from a spiritual eternal perspective. But we've been saying, "Hey, if we're spending more time." watching news and on social media than we are reading the gospels in prayer meditating sacrificing on behalf of a fallen world then we've got it backwards and so we're going to find ourselves uneasy because of the uncertainty we're going to find ourselves at the whim of the cultural you know winds that blow so it's i think it's a good prudence in this case would say you know what why are we having such a hard time right now you know why are yeah. our relationships even more um stressful uh, rather than more blissful and more you know fruitful in the sense of communication between husband and wife and you know parents and children yeah no i, I think it 
this whole time gives people a wonderful opportunity to kind of take a step back mm. and say, what is my, where's my life going? Yeah. What's my life all about? What is it that I want to accomplish in this life? Hopefully those answers, I want to be a good disciple of the Lord. I, I want to be a good husband, a loving husband and, and father. Um, all, all of those things, you know, and during shutdown for me, it was wonderful in, in a sense. I mean, I hated every bit of it. I hated that I couldn't minister to my people the way that I normally could. But it was sort of like a, an extended eight, nine week retreat for me where I got the same time every morning. I get up, I'd, I'd have my coffee, uh, I'd get ready, I'd go to the church, do a holy hour, say mass, go to the office for a little bit, try to make a video, do some social media stuff, have lunch, go for a walk, take a nap, get up, read for a bit, do another holy hour, go smoke a cigar, go for a walk. I mean, it was just, the days were so routine. But it gave me a lot of time to just really think about my life as as a disciple, my life as a priest, uh, and to say, okay, sometimes we're too busy. Yeah. And maybe I was kind of spread too thin, and I wasn't paying attention to where the Holy Spirit was working in my life. And, you know, calling me to say, okay, you need to work on these different areas. Mm. Um, you know, all of us. I mean, I'm a priest. Like, I've given my life to the Lord. It doesn't mean that, you know, just because I was ordained means that I'm always going to be on the right path. Yeah. You know, we always need that kind of that spiritual tune-up. We need to be brought in and say, "All right, let's. What are the things that are working? What are the things that are not?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it kind of leads us into some practical advice about how do we grow in prudence. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of those is, is trial and error, right? You know, if you tend if you take a step back and you look at your life, you say, "Can I learn from the mistakes that I've made?" You know, look at some of the situations you get yourself involved in. Say, "Was this helpful?" and me growing closer to the Lord? Was this helpful in me becoming a better husband and father? Was this good for my professional career? And if it wasn't, how do we learn from that? Because mm. so often, people make the same mistakes over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, how, how often do people need to, you know, engage in a, a conversation online with someone who's not their spouse, and it really kind of mess them up psychologically, emotionally, or in, uh, mess up their relationship before they say, I, I can't do this. This is just not healthy. Mm-hmm. How many times do we need to not be physically and emotionally present to our children before we realize this is going to have drastic effects on, on my relationship with them, but also upon their, their own growth? So trial and error is really, and learning from our mistakes, is one of the first ways to grow in prudence. The second, I would say, is, is having a good mentor whether it be a role model, uh, a good spiritual director. Um, for some people, that may be a, a parent or a godparent, uh, maybe an employer, uh, someone who was sort of a mentor to you there. Um, but there are a lot of people who don't have great mentors who look up and say, you know, I don't have any role models in my life. Look to the saints. Mm-hmm. You know, the saints are such amazing role models. And it, one, it gives us the opportunity to learn about the saints, you know, learn about their life to realize they were no different than you or I. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to say, how did, how did they persevere through whatever struggle it may have been? Um, you know, look at the life of St. Joseph, the yeah. life of our Blessed Mother. You probably don't need to go much further than the two of them yeah. in, in terms of, but there are so many great saints, yeah. so many modern saints who knew what it was like to be in the situation that we find ourselves in. Um, but finding a role model, someone who, you can look to it and say, well, they have this virtue that I want, mm-hmm. the virtue of prudence, obviously the holiness, 
the charity, the patience, whatever virtue that we need in our life, look to someone in your life who embodies that and, and learn from them. And so yeah. those are the, yeah, I was going to say, father, I was going to say the, um, cause sometimes it is a little, it can be discouraging too. And I, I agree with you like St. St. Joseph, of course, just being the, the universal patron of the church and for definitely for, for men and for fathers and our blessed mother. But some people out there may be like, but, but father, you know what I mean? You, you, they're, they're so holy. You know, you got, you got the immaculate, the immaculate, uh, the immaculate virgin. Um, and then you got St. Joseph, right? He was surrounded. He was the biggest sinner in that house. The only sinner in that house, right? Um, <laughs> So, but I think even just other people, like I, I think about the St. Paul's, I think about the St. Augustine's, you know, we're coming up on the feast day of St. Ignatius of Loyola, right? Who, um, one of the few Jesuits I can count on my hand that I'm, you know, there uh, <laughs> uh, with, but I think about his life and, and you know, he, uh, the, the major conversion that he uh, experienced him, himself. So, you know, for the, the listeners out there to define those saints that resonate with you, because maybe some of you are that far away. Maybe you came across this podcast or this video because somebody shared it with you and you're like man i'm so far away maybe you're the one who's kind of uh i guess in engulfed in this worldliness or some of the struggles that we've pointed out during this episode but it doesn't mean that all hope is lost because we continue to hope in christ and and pray for the grace to be able to to kind of make that change and experience metanoia and that conversion of our of our sinful ways we're all we're all on that journey right we're pilgrim, pilgrim people for a reason yeah, and and that point of, of metanoia, mm-hmm. uh, ongoing conversion, um, it needs to be a part of all of our life. I think so often we think of conversion, we think of Saint Augustine, we think of Saint Paul, we think of you know the people who are huge sinners mm-hmm. who became great saints. Mm-hmm. That doesn't apply to most of us. Mm-hmm. You know, most of us are you know maybe cradle Catholics, baptized, grew up in the faith, maybe wandered, maybe we weren't always so prayerful, maybe we missed mass, but you know we weren't killing people, we weren't huge adulterers or whatever it may be, but that need for constant ongoing conversion, mm. um, you, you need to be kind of the, the third piece of practical advice, which is the examination of conscience, mm. right? You know, um, I, I tell people, you know, we should certainly do one at least once a day, but I, I have found in my own life doing it twice a day mm-hmm. helps, right? You know, when you sit down for, my, my day as a priest is kind of broken up, it's like you have the morning until when school gets out. So from, you know, 7 a.m. until 3 is my first part of my day. Mm-hmm. And then usually from 3 to 5 is, is my break. That's kind of my time for, you know, just, just me, kind of rest a little bit. And then I have the evening. So if I can kind of like 3 o'clock do an examination of conscience, like, all right, how did the morning go? How did my conversations go? How was my attitude? What do I need to repent of? What do I need to say I'm sorry for? What do I need to fix? Mm-hmm. And then if I do it again at the end of the night before I go to bed, I find if I break the day up, into those sections, it works well for me. So maybe for people who have normal jobs, not like me, um, you know, take from the time you go to work, the time you get home. And just on your way home from work, do an examination of conscience. Was, was I faithful to my responsibilities at work? Mm-hmm. What was my attitude? Did, did I put in a hard day's work? Was I honest? Well, was I charitable? Was I patient with my coworkers? And then do the same thing at the end of the day. How was I with my family? Was I emotionally, mentally, physically present to them? Um, was I selfish? Um, and, and I think when we start doing that and thinking about it, it really helps us to put into practice that ongoing conversion. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of it to say, all right, middle of the day, I want to be, I, I, okay, I had a bad day at work. I, I, was, 
I was a jerk. I was irritable. I, you know, using foul language. But I'm going home now. And I want to restart my day. I, I repent of those things that I did this morning. But I want to give my family not the, the aftermath of a bad day at work, but I want to give them my love, my spouse. Because I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good father. I want to be a good mother, a wife, whatever. Um, so those would be my three suggestions for for growing in prudence. I think those are easy and attainable. And I would challenge even just one step further on that is I would say, um, you know, use your lunchtime just as a person that, that works, um, has a, a, a normal life in the sense of, you know, I, I've got my nine to five, if you will. Um, I, I'm married, I have, you know, uh, my spouse and my children. So for me, I try to use that lunchtime, right? Because it's a good reset. Mm-hmm. A good reset to just say, look, and, and if you if you're missing lunch or skipping lunch, that's part of your issue, right? With regards to self care, because you're no good to anybody mm-hmm. else. I'm the type of person that gets pretty hangry when I'm hungry. So um, even though I can make the case, I can be a workaholic as well. But that helps me temper and exercise prudence and saying, no, I need to take that break. And even more so when I attach that to the spiritual journey and saying, you know what, I'm going to take that break and say, all right, how did I approach it? Did I wake up cranky this morning. Did I, you know, did I did I kiss my wife and kids goodbye? Did I show them my love? Um, did I wish them a good day? Did I approach work um, with the spirit of gratitude and humility, or was I a complete pompous prick? Right? I mean, and then you can restart that, like you said, get yourself some food, get yourself some energy, and then finish off that day. And like you said, Father, um, you know, multiple times throughout the day, we probably should be praying for that grace. But then before you before you end up walking through that door, right? Are you going to give your, your family the best part of you or the worst part of your day? Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's something. And then I would agree that the nightly exam is a key thing. I know I personally do that with my wife, Nicole. We go through, you know, our, our, our vespers, our evening prayer. And we also go through compline prayer. So we pray the liturgy of the hours. And at the end of that, we go through an exam and we talk about gratitude. What do we think before we talk about how to go, how do we see God working? Because when we're actively looking throughout our day, then you can see how God is working in your life. And then we yep. talk, talk about the things about, um, you know, what we can do better for one another. If, if we need prayer, if, if one of, your, of you or your children are mm-hmm. struggling with something. So I would wholeheartedly agree, Father, on all three of those points, especially with the exam. And that I think that is something we need to, as faithful, exercise a lot more. And I think it will help with our, uh, our virtue of prudence for sure. Amen. Amen. Well, Father, time flies as always with you. And when yes. we're having fun and perhaps maybe we need to break open the other, the virtues for future episodes. You know, we started with prudence, which is the charioteer yeah. of the virtues. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> um, Stealing that one from me. Yeah, I am. I am. I'm stealing that one from you, Father. So I appreciate you allowing me to borrow that, really. And, uh, and uh, you know, it, it's always it's always great to be able to have this discussion. Hopefully this is helpful to our listeners out there. But as usual, before we go, can we get your priestly blessing? Of course. Through the intercession of our Blessed Mother and St. Joseph and St. Michael the Archangel, may Almighty God bless all of you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we thank you all for joining Father Jay and I on this episode, and we ask that you continue to share, like, follow, subscribe, share with everybody that you know that could benefit as Father and I strive to give you answers to some of the most difficult questions as it relates to faith, life, and everything in between. So we ask that you keep us in in your prayers as we keep you in ours. And until next time, we ask that God bless you always and protect you and your families. God bless.